I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been this successful in life? What an intro. Greatest, greatest intro in all of podcasts, in all of history. We we need to get Mr. Kevin Casey, King Kevin Casey, apt on this card. Because there's a fraud. There's a fraud king on this card. We'll talk about it later. But we need to get him back on the horn, do a, a remix, uh, a little new podcast intro. We'll, we'll see what we can get. We are live on the MMA analysis this week. Uh, Sean, how you doing? It's, it's just us. We're, we're lonely. It's just, it's just the Canucks. Um, They're embargoed. The, the, king, the, the King's got to be on Cameo, right? Has to be. Like, might have to pool some money. Yep. <laughs> We're we're taking all of the entries from our NCAA uh, March Madness pool. And yeah, we're buying a new song from the King. We're, we're ordering it off Cameo for the podcast. You're welcome. You can't complain. Um, are are you watching the the hoops? Are you betting the hoops? I have not had a chance to check out the hoops because it, it's playing games, right? Yesterday and today, yeah, yeah and yeah. then yeah. So I I have not had a chance. Uh, Oilers game was last night. That took priority um of course just play off as push. it usually does as it usually does uh and then we're recording the podcast and i didn't really uh couldn't watch it while i was working today so uh i usually get into it it's it's the, the weekends are usually good uh except this weekend's kind of busy uh with 286 uh on london time and oilers are playing on saturday afternoon so it's uh so know, wait, the, when when is this card airing for normal people on this continent? The the prelims start at one Eastern. One, I I love it. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you love it, but uh, yeah. it's eleven o'clock. That's a that's a nice afternoon card. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, we had a card last week. Didn't go so well again. Again, I've lost a lot of money so far this year. <laughs> Don't love it. Uh, so, letting you know right now, we are postponing the consensus bet of the week until <laughs> somebody on the podcast has a winning. We week. just need one. We just There's... need one person, <laughs> one winning week, and we are back in the game. But uh, we're on timeout until then. <laughs> I even tried to cater my look uh, prior to the podcast to to some of the more notable mushes on Twitter uh, and see if we can get some of the, the juju coming. Cause they're all winning right now. Uh, yeah, get, <laughs> we should get, get, I mean, I feel like we were the precursor to what Sadiq is, is doing and I love it. He's taking it to another level. He's almost as handsome as I am. Um, but he, he would be a tremendous addition to the podcast. I just hate if he could just train with anybody else, that would be cool. <laughs> Uh, he's gotta, he's gotta train with fucking Team Rape or Irvin, and I just, uh, he would be so much cooler. Uh, the breakdowns are awesome, but very enjoyable stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, last week was pretty enjoyable, I think. Um, fun card, 
Lost. At least it was fun losing all that money, eh, Brad? <laughs> you know what? It started off extra fun because I I won money on the first fight. I was I was positive for uh, an MMA for card. For a millisecond, and... yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that that was all she wrote for that card. Uh, we'll go through. We'll not start with the main event. We'll, we'll yeah, get there. we got to talk about that main event. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get there from the bottom up real quick. All of the prelims at once. Carlston Harris, U.S. decision over Jared Gordon, came in at some uh, good rumble weight in that one on a week's notice. Uh, Bruno Silva grabbed the sub against Tyson Nam, the first of many losses on the night. Uh, Lipsky with a decision over J.J. Aldrich in a highly impressive performance. Uh, some people might even tell you she is a future contender in the division after one fight like that. Victor Henry split decision over Tony Gravely. That was an awesome fight. Um, I mean, Should've you can't won really fight argue night, with but... a split. What was that? <laughs> Should have won fight of the night, but uh, the old uh, old Dana loves the slot. Loves oh, the slot. I didn't. I don't even pay attention to that stuff anymore. I probably should. But I know, man. but it, it, I only point it out when it's stupid. When we actually get good fights, and then you're gonna just give it to the to yes. the slop. Uh, it's it's the game these days. Yep. I mean, apparently, I don't actually follow the UFC on on the Twitter machine or anything, but apparently, the feed is just slap slap shit. And it's working, as you can tell by the massive ratings it is doing. Um, Josh Fremd. I mean, a, a Fremd in need is a Fremd indeed. I think. Um, but one who chokes out Cedric's dumbass is better. Uh, second round, guillotine. Uh, a little bit of revenge for getting turtlenecked last time out. And then, uh, oh, two more prelims. The the heartbreaker of the night, for, for me at least. Um, <laughs> uh, Davy Grant did, uh, did a bunch of Davy Grant things in the third round. And Keith Peterson did, did some booze and sig things. And Rafael Sunsa was on the wrong end of a ridiculous submission with like 15 seconds left in the fight. Just, just stupid. highlight reel. Yeah, uh, that's that's some Jorge Masvidal getting uh, getting choked out in Bellator level stuff. And final prelim: Carla Williams, Lucas Breschke uh, went to decision. You know, decision for Williams. I have zero memory of that fight. Yeah, that was that was a prelim. Um the Silva with, with the front, USA. <laughs> the, the Silva with the front kick on uh on Nam was was very nice. Uh sadly, of course, we were we were on Nam and Absolutely. the receiving end of that is not fun, but uh it's a, it's a decent one for the highlight reel. Uh I was a genius and parlayed JJ Aldrich, so of course a minus three hundred favorite is gonna lose thirty twenty seven on all three scorecards, <laughs> the way I am betting. Uh yeah, she I don't know. At one point she seemed okay in a in a sea of terribleness and just get yeah, styled on by uh a lady that is not good. So it's it's back to the pile. Uh she goes. Um Yeah, the Victor Henry fight out like uh, I was on Gravely. I scored it for Henry. I think he was just landing the harder strikes. It's just one of those fights that I think was close and 
had a little bit of plus money, but things aren't really bouncing my way, so that's that's kind of the way she goes. Um, a Sun Sound Grant. Oh, that is that is the epitome of of my gambling right now. Uh, <laughs> Sun Sound looks good through two. He's frustrating him. Does typical, you know, just make it boring, make it shitty and slow, and and Grant. Uh, Grant hits him and uh, like pulled that one out I, of his ass. Uh, it was it was very nice. I mean, it, it's not he's done it before. He has power. It's it's not something that just came out of nowhere. But it's it's frustrating. And then kind of, I mean, we we asked. Uh, there was lots of stuff going on Twitter uh, while this fight <laughs> ended. Um, so supposedly you can't give a fighter a position. Like, you can't... Either you take a point or nothing happens. You can't actually give somebody a takedown. So my thing is, I've seen it plenty of times where they just say, you know, they indicate to the judges that they're taking a point. Right. They don't stop it. Like, right. They're in the and, middle of a scramble. Let and them... that that should have been... That that, that was the, probably the best scenario, is, is probably what should have happened. You just... I mean... Even Herb's done that before, I'm pretty sure, yeah. somewhat recently, and, and we know him. Um, <clears throat> so that would have been best case. The next case is, okay, you stop it. You're going to stop it. You shouldn't have stopped it, but you give, you stop, give the point. Put them in the same position as what they were in. Because supposedly you can't give somebody a takedown, which I think is a terrible rule. Like, fine, I know taking a point is very drastic, and it's they don't want to do it. They need to change the rules to just give somebody a takedown and pay, basically put them in in guard or half guard or something, because that's that's kind of in, in an intermediary step instead of just full on taking a point or just warning them a million times like you fucking did and doing nothing. Yeah. Um. But of course they don't j- just put them back into the position they were in when it happened. That's all. You, that's not giving him position. That's just what it was when you pause the action. So Peterson does not do that either. Yeah. Here's my thing about this fight is like, yeah, you can be pissed about all that stuff. And it certainly contributed to the end of the fight. He was getting cracked for a shitload of round three anyway. Like he was like, that was, that was on, that was on point to be a 10, eight. Like we're probably looking at a draw. If, if he, for the most part, like if he still keeps cracking them and, and the sunset doesn't go away, I mean, you're probably looking at a draw, but yeah. Uh, when when you're the grappler and the other guy's fouling you, like you should be given the position, or at least when you pause the not end. have an advantage taken yes. away from you. you. Straight up, you took the point, and you then you but then you gave him an advantage position. What he wanted, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But that's the way she goes. And then after that, it was obviously a sick finish, and Sensai was probably unconscious for about three seconds before uh, old Keith figured it out. I mean, yeah. I don't blame him on this one because it that's was a tough like, one. He was hidden. He was. I mean, he was trying to make sure, shaking the hand, but um, yeah, just a just a shitty time for a Sensai. And then of course he hangs him up. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, MMA right there. And we were. I don't want to say we were right, but we were we were almost right in how we all thought that fight would go. But uh, the same round eight hand grenades. Yeah. Uh, main card: Vitor Petrino 
unanimous decision of the Pleasure Man. I'm not sure that's how people saw this one going. Uh, absolute magma factory. Mario Batista round one sub over the old Guido Canetti. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, unanimous decision over Saeed. Uh, lost me my Saeed bet that would have lost anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sean, thoughts on any of those? Uh, yeah, that's the slop. Petrino versus uh, Pleasure Man was absolute slop. Um, Petrino gets the win, but he's not good. Like, I mean, sure, if you if he lands one on you in the first couple of minutes, you're in trouble. Other than that, he's terrible. And the Pleasure Man is just that much more terrible. The Pleasure Man is here for a long time. Not oh, a good time. Not a good time. Uh <laughs> Batista subbing Kennedy, everybody kind of saw that. Uh, I guess everybody just wondered whether it was going to be sub or or KO in the first. And the plus 100 fucking round one sub or whatever the fuck it was cashed. <laughs> just a, Two weeks in a row. That was, yeah. uh, that was the brace on bow round one sub as well. Oh, no, sorry. That was just sub. Sub was plus 100. KO was no. plus 200. But still, like, <laughs> wild. Uh, and yeah, I had, uh, I had Saeed in a, in a losing parlay and, uh, man, he, uh, he looked fairly good early on and he doesn't have the cardio that these other, uh, some of these other Degastanis has. That's for sure. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. It's very hit and miss. I feel like either they have like ridiculous cardio or either they're training with certain camps or they're not yeah. training with those camps that's fair that's fair i mean nobody who's training with khabib really has shitty shitty cardio it's uh it's kind of what you said it was they, they've got different livestock in that uh in the one camp on the, the side of the mountain <laughs> we'll say that uh <laughs> and then top three nikita krylov future 2023 light heavyweight champion gets it done as easily as we all expected him to round one sub over Ryan span. Um, sure. That's a, that's a fight we could talk about for 12 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it, it was easy for him because span was like, yep, it's time to get asphyxiated. Uh, just puts himself just dove, just absolutely dove into it. What goes around comes around. Krylov with the when he fought Paul Craig, he was just trying to pay it forward, mm. and now Ryan Spann's trying to pay it forward. So whatever triangle is for Ryan Spann in his next fight, book it, smash it. I think it's MGM that does those ones. Actually, do they? They do like specific submission bets. Jesus, <laughs> you need to move, man. <laughs> Get a better province. I know, which is weird because we're like. Pro capitalism, yet they don't want it here. Um, but what can you Your do? Your freedoms are being trampled, Sean. I know, and we are—we are the freedom capital of Canada. So it's—it's uh, kind of weird that we don't have—we uh, don't have it open like Ontario. But what can <laughs> you do? Um, yeah, this was as as expected. Just chaos and stupidity for a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, coming events. Another whiff for me. You guys say, I think I'll got this one. Um, I was the mush here oh, on guess. Romanov, but uh, Volkov, as soon as Romanov like fails on a takedown, it's just, it's over. It's over for him. I mean, when he shows up to the ring as the blob, 
that also usually <laughs> it's not it's not gonna end well usually he was like he trained cardio negative amounts uh in in this fight camp that was atrocious trained carbio for this one mm. he That's carved it up jesus christ yeah that was uh i wish they were all that easy that was my one bet that I've won in like two weeks on MMA. Uh, I can need need some more just, of that. Um, just keep doing that, yeah. Yeah. What's so difficult about that? It's I don't know. And don't know. finally, the snooze machine just kept hitting the button, kept hitting the button, kept uh, just doing stuff. None of it. Uh, really did anything it was was exciting and Jan looked a little worse for wear for for those who want to uh, make excuses for him but uh man this the snooze machine is, is he legit do we does he get O'Malley next do we do we do that <laughs> there's no way the UFC is that <laughs> dumb to put O'Malley in there with him like there's no way you're basically just cashing out O'Malley at that point uh the title oh let's do it fuck it yeah uh ufc is probably i mean i don't know i guess their hope there would be that cejudo beats aljamain and then i guess the snooze machine fights cejudo but i i don't know uh the the snooze machine kind of broke mma and not in a good way no luckily he's a very unique guy i don't think. literally nobody can do what he does absolutely fail on 30 plus takedowns or whatever the hell it was and not be gassed out so he can just continue to just fight and throw a couple decent shots and win five rounds to none that was ah, like usually you have to pay that's that's the fun part of mma you got grapplers who you know, fair enough. If they get guys down and do some good work down there, that's awesome. But there's also a punishment if you don't get him there and you keep shooting for takedowns. And usually it's you get you have to pay because you're gassed and you get lit up on the feet. We just don't get that with this guy. And so we either he's going to fight guys who he can get down, but he can never really hold down the upper echelon anyway. So it'll just be takedowns. Or you just get what happened to Jan, and he just goes for a million takedowns, gets a couple, does nothing with them, but shoots a million. And we have to watch that happen, and he'll win rounds and fights that way. And, like, it's not just that he now did did it against Jan, but that he did it over five rounds. And, like, because we saw a very similar performance against Aldo. It's just he could literally never take Aldo down in that fight, and it ended up a whole lot slower because of it. There were fewer scrambles and, and things like that. But And it was only three rounds. Yes. Right? So we're just like, is is he going to be able to do this for two more rounds? Yes. Unfortunately, yep. yes. He The snooze machine is always in control. Oh. There is there is no zero minutes of control time when it comes to this news machine. He, he runs your life. Um, yeah. So, Bantamweight division is 
still very good, um, but could potentially be a whole lot less interesting. Depending on I, who wins. I, I, I really hope he... He's just going to make fun guys that could fight for the belt lose and not be able to fight for the belt. And yeah. if he's not going to fight Aljamain, I just don't see what's going to happen. Like, the, there's a bunch of fun fun guys at the upper echelon of, of Bantamweight. And if they don't get immediate title shots without having to fight him, they're going to fight him and lose. And then we have no one to fight for the championship. Aljo's going to milk that gravy train for all it's worth. He's going to try and pick off, like, I don't know. Did Dillashaw retire? He's probably going to try and fight Dillashaw again. Be like, he was injured the first time, bro. I got to give him a fair shot. That's the money fight. That's the fight everybody wants. (laughs) Garbrandt will get a win. Another win. Oh, yeah. He's one win away. (laughs) He's always one win away. (laughs) Everyone is always one win away in this, in the 2023 UFC. Speaking of which... We're going to hop over to this week's card. Any Anything you wanted to add before we uh, move on? Not really. Um, yeah, I, I bet Jan. And yeah, me too. Mich- he was with Saeed. He was, he was the Saeed bet. Yeah, that was, that was everybody's bet for the most yeah. part. And it was all mushed, of course. Double time. Um, yeah, the snooze machine is good at what he does. His striking is getting better, which, thank God, or else it was this would be even worse. Um I don't know who beats that guy. Yeah. I mean, I, his training sessions with uh, Aljo, probably a lot of fun. Yeah, we just yeah. don't. We can't bet on it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not 100% either. I wish. That's, that's, it's kind of a bummer. Like, if it, if they do stay true to their word and they won't fight each other, that is kind of a bummer. Um Yeah. Because that would be uh, a fun fight. Uh, B Styles in the chat is right. Aljo uh, uh, Marab's like his bodyguard. The, the snooze machine is like the modern version of Virgil. It's like a trading places <laughs> MMA yeah. style, and he's Virgil, and Aljo's the million dollar man. It's just uh, that's how it goes. This weekend, Saturday afternoon or morning or if you're one of those people that lives on the wrong side of uh, an ocean um probably during the night sometime for you like a a normal time for us uh so i guess that's probably fun because usually mma cards are two in the morning for european folks it's gross yeah terrible i don't know how they Um, but anyways usc 286 from london uh title fight a banger of a co-main event. I believe that's what the kids call it these days, Sean. That is supposedly what they say. And then some other stuff. Um, some of it's fun. Some of it's bad. Some of it'll be like bad in a fun way. Um, but there's a lot of it. So we're going to try and fly through this. Uh, I think I've got this right. Uh, Juliana Miller versus Veronica Hardy in Hardy. the women's flyweight division. Who is Veronica Hardy? That's Veronica Macedo. But who is very... Veronica Macedo? It's another good question. Um, yeah, why? 
why did they bring her back? She's hasn't fought in three years and is one in four in her last in her UFC career. Like, do they think she's someone different? Because I assume she got married and changed her name. Maybe she tricked them, but that would be. I, I, t- I hope she goes with that. It's Veronica the trickster, Hardy. Betting her here just just because of that. Uh, I will pick uh, Juliana Miller, even though she's not very good either. Even though she won on tough. Oh yeah, she did do the the tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah I I'll probably pick the dog and tow master because I need just about every dog to get back <laughs> in it at this point. Uh, but no no opinion on that one. Uh, next up in the lightweight division, we got Ludovic Klein taking on Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert has uh, the Black Country banger. This is a banger. Wow. Multiple bangers on this card, Sean. Well, we are in London. Um, I, I think Klein probably wins this fight. Um He's got some his his wins are not great. Um, his losses aren't great either. Uh, Jai Herbert, he just kind of got outstruck by Kyle Nelson last time out, and that is not a great look. Um, this just screams pass. I'll, I'll pick Klein to to get a get the win, probably a decision. But I don't really want any part of this fight. This might be uh, the first of many stupid bets that I make on this card. Uh, For transparency's sake, I have not made any bets on this card yet, except uh, a couple small little props. Um, But I'm probably going to bet Jai Herbert here. I don't think Klein is great. I think that Herbert... Yeah, didn't look great in his uh, last fight against Nelson. But usually he gives pretty good guys pretty tough fights. Uh, and I think that he can do enough in defending Klein's takedowns to, to keep this on the feet, be a much longer, more accurate striker. I know Klein's got some head kick knockouts and stuff, but that's all a weight class down. Um, I, I think Herbert keeps it on the feet and uh, probably wins a decision in this one. Don't feel super confident about it because I haven't won a bet and like, well, I won one bet last card. One. Out of way more than one. Um, so, hard to feel confident. But uh, we're, we're looking to get invested in Herbert around plus 160, plus 165. Women's flyweight division again. Uh, Luana Carolina. And, man, now on uh, the early prelims, you used to be the darling of UK MMA, uh, Joanne Redacted Wood. Um, it's, I mean, does she still want to be fighting at this point, Sean? Probably not. Um, I know this is a step down. She's was fighting, you know, top 10 fighters and losing. And now they gave her a step down. Luana Carolina is not good, but does she want to fight? I think she does. I don't know if Wood wants to fight. 
like you said, um, she's never seemed like she really wanted to fight from one reason or another. Um, I'll probably pick Carolina. Don't go I'll, there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably t- uh, pick uh, Luana Carolina, um, but I don't really want to bet this fight. These are both very bad fighters. It's actually like kind of incredible. I'm scrolling back through uh, Redacted Woods, uh, her results right now. There are not many good wins on there at all. Like, it's... Uh, she's she's certainly lost whenever she's faced a good fighter, um, but I don't know that she's ever won when she's faced a good fighter either. So... Is this 50-50 at this point? Probably. I mean, I, as you said, Carolina isn't good, but she's probably going to at least show up and and throw some punches and try and fight. I mean, yeah. I, that's definitely the Tout Master pick. Yeah. We'll see if it, uh, how squirrely we're feeling at whatever, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Flyweight division. Oh, Canada. We're on a roll, baby. Uh, one in a row, I believe. Maybe more. I don't know. But at least one in a row. Malcolm Gordon taking on Jake Hadley. And before you break this one down, Sean, I will have you know that Jake Hadley is a British grappler. How does that uh, tie into your, your breakdown here? It gives... Our friend from the north, uh, a better chance than probably what the odds say. Um, Gordon has some things going against him. He's Canadian. Uh, yeah, not great. He does not take a punch well. Also not great. I don't know if he's going to have to take too many good punches, though, in this fight. Because, as you said, this guy is, for the most part, a grappler. A grappler that doesn't really have amazing offensive grappling which gordon has decent grappling if he gets cracked and then has to grapple that's a different story is that gonna happen here it's possible his chin is that bad but if it's just grappling this fight gets a lot closer when than what the odds say i don't have the balls to have money on malcolm gordon i've lost enough money in the first two months of this year uh but good on you if you want to take him i'll probably pick him in Toutmaster. i think i'm gonna take him I, I think that whoever shoots is probably gonna be the one that wins this fight because neither of these guys can defend a takedown neither of these guys seem to have any interest in defending takedowns uh for that matter so Whoever shoots first is probably going to get on top. They're both good grapplers. Uh, I think they'll scramble a bit and they'll be in weird positions. I mean, Gordon just gave a pretty damn good account of himself against Mukayev in in his last fight. Might have won it if he uh, didn't get caught in an arm bar in the last like 30 seconds or whatever it was. So I don't know. I, I think he can have success here against Hadley. Uh, of course, there is the danger that he gets clipped by literally anything on the feet, and that doesn't go well for him. But if this actually turns into a grappling match, 
I think people got the wrong idea from the Albazi fight. They're like, oh, Malcolm Gordon sucks as a grappler and not Albazi's really fucking good as a grappler. Um, And since then, you've seen a little bit more of of what he's capable of. So I think that if this turns into a grappling match, maybe not 50-50, but like thereabouts. So I'll take a shot on uh, Gordon at plus 300. I think... Kubat had a, a decent one there, but there's plus three tens out other other places as well. Um, anyway, moving on up, we still got more early prelims. All right, this is this is dumb. They shouldn't do this anymore. There's two guys whose names could be Chris Duncan on the same card. It's silly. I don't know. Maybe because they've got the legend Dusty Toads in there, Daddy. They're trying to pull a little bait and switch pro wrestling angle. Eh? No, uh, they're trying to switch it up on the Dusky Toads. They don't know which which Chris Duncan's gonna step in the cage. Uh, it's like the the Sakuraba thing, where there's like three of them and they all pull their masks off at the same time. You don't know which one's Sakuraba. Setting Dusky Toads up for failure, Sean. Um, is he going to fail spectacularly in this one? It's a definite possibility, and. That striking defense is just amazing. Remember when there was a little bit of hype with old Dusky Toads at one point coming into the yep. UFC? And I guess, I don't know who the hell he fought on the regional scene, but uh, yeah, that, that striking defense is elite, to say the least. Um, <laughs> British Leroy Jenkins, uh, he's got like five, uh, five fights that would go under one and a half out of, out of his seven Dusky Toads, you're looking about 10 of his 15 that went under one and a half. I think if you're going to play this, it's juiced. It's like minus 120. So it's not a great number for an under one and a half. But these guys seem like they have defensive liabilities and they both have a bit of offense. Dusky Toads could go for some takedowns, but he does not have good offensive grappling. When you, you can't take down the Beverly Hill Ninja. Um, it's not a good look. So I'll probably pick uh, British Leroy Jenkins. Uh, if I were to play, it would be that under one and a half. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely one of those people that was uh, thinking there was some uh, some substance behind the old Dusky Toads. And- the offense is decent. It's... I, I think it was, I was probably, as I often do, I was blinded by the nickname. Mm. Came up with it. an awesome nickname, like Thick Willie, and you just gotta, you gotta ride it through. Um, so, for that reason, I'm gonna stay away from betting against him in this fight, and uh, I'm gonna do what you do, and bet the under here. Because he's got a long old neck with a Big old target right on top of it that doesn't move, and uh, this uh, this Leroy dude, he he can uh, he can throw some stuff. Uh, he I've seen him a couple times on Cage Warriors, and he's actually like a fun, creative striker. So there's no way that Death Gatoad doesn't get that big melon slap, Daddy. That's pretty good. That's, I like that. It's fun. It's fun. It's great. It's fun I know great. that. Uh, some people probably don't like it, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, featherweight division. Another guy that I was once very high on 
uh, perhaps even picked him to be a breakout fighter of a year once upon a time, Lerone Murphy, or Leroy One Murphy, taking on Gabriel Santos. Uh, I don't know who Gabriel Santos is. I'll uh, not gonna lie to you, Sean. Yeah, I mean he's a guy that you know fought a couple times at on LFA against some decent guys from Brazil and and got them out of there. Um, uh, if you just looked at the line, you you probably think that Lerone Murphy is why is he so low against a debuting fighter? There seems like there's a, a bit of hype behind Santos. Lerone Murphy's pretty damn good. Uh, his wins in in the UFC are are pretty solid. Um, I think this is one where, you know, if, if you feel that Santos is very, very good, maybe you're getting him at a good number, but just any Lerone Murphy against a debuting fighter at, you know, less than minus 200 is, is a bit surprising. Um, I'll, I'll definitely pick Lerone Murphy. He might end up in a small parlay. Yeah, unless you think that uh, the Santos kid is like the next Conor McGregor, uh, the price feels really, really low. Uh, and even McGregor was, uh, well, he ended up being a favorite against Brimage. He just opened as an underdog. Yeah. Um, slightly different. But like, unless you think this guy is going to be very, very good and is already very, very good, I think this price is low. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be parlaying it with, but I'm going to end up playing Lerone Murphy in some form or fashion, especially in, in front of the home crowd. They're they're going to be amped up after uh, after Leroy plays the uh, the drums on Dusko's uh, big old melon. Um, yeah, uh, as we'll we'll probably put the parlay together by the end of the card. Yep. Next up. Finally, moving to the uh, ESPN News preliminary cards. Whew. That's when you know you hit the big time. ESPN News. Good stuff. Uh, flyweight division. I do appreciate that most of these early fights are, are lighter weights. That's usually fun. Uh, Muhammad Mukayev, everybody's favorite mook, taking on Jafar from Aladdin. Sean? This isn't even a late notice fight. It's a it's weird bookings by the UFC. I mean, I guess they're just looking to get the Mukayev another win. It's it's kind of a weird step back considering, you know, he's fought three straight actual UFC fighters and in I mean Durden, eh. But uh, the other two, like the other two guys are are definitely well Malcolm Gordon. Eh. <laughs> I guess we'll see we'll see after at the start of this card, but. The Charles Johnson win, like it's a good win. He's a he's a tough vet from the regional scene, and as we see in a couple weeks ago, he's pretty decent. Um, I the numbers wild. I I would Mukiev just has the gra- the wrestling to 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 be that big of a favorite. As that big of a favorite, you would hope he'd be more of a finisher. We haven't really seen that. Um, so I, it's a bit scary laying that juice. He's, he's going to win though on Saturday. Probably. Probably. I don't know. The, the more I look at this, uh, this Jafel guy, 
I don't, there's something about him. It's looking weird. He's got muscles. There's veins everywhere. I don't know if there's there's magma coursing through those veins, but maybe he'll just do like the the old man strength thing to. I know he's not old, but old compared to Mukayev. Yeah, maybe he'll do the old man strength uh, thing to Mukayev in this one. Probably not because he's Brazilian. They they do kind of know how to defend takedowns at Novo Novo Uniao. It's just probably hasn't seen it quite at this level. There's no way I'm playing Mukayev in this one. I don't know if there's a a one and a half somewhere, Sean. A one and a half. It is. Oh, that's it's got. There's no way it'd be a one and a half. One and a half is minus one forty-five. That's not really available. It's only available at dimes and Bovada. It looks like two and a half is like plus one twenty. If that minus one and a half holds and opens other places elsewhere, yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the play on this one. I don't think that Mukayev is going to get him out of there early. Um, we shall see. Maybe uh, if that's a decent price, that's going with old Lerone Murphy. Lightweight division, Yanel Ashnaz is taking on Sam Patterson. Now, Sean, Sam Patterson, I did my research into this one. Okay. He is a six foot three lightweight who is British. Sure Dog's giving him an extra inch. They're giving him six, six foot four. four. Wow. They took away an inch. Because, you know, like every inch taller you get, it's it's worse, right? Mm, sure. uh, <laughs> At lightweight it is. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to be great. Do you, think, do you think he's ever defended a takedown in his life? Uh, I think he knows what wrestling is. I don't know, man. The the British, they're coming. They're coming with the wrestling. <laughs> oh man, he he got taken down one out of two times on the Contender Series, so it's not a not a great not a great one. Um, yeah, I don't have don't have really much here. This is a a PFL guy taking on a Contender Series guy. I uh, you can. You can miss me with that shit. Um, do, do you have any good insight into the your brethren uh, taking on the English, the very tall English lightweight? He he is from the homeland, mm-hmm. motherland, uh, but I, I don't know much about him. Um, I'm I'm not a PFL challengers watcher, uh, so I haven't seen him fight Dennis Hughes. Um, or any of the dudes that he beat on the regional scene. I hope for the best for him. Uh, I want the best for him. I don't think people are very confident in Sam Patterson based on what I saw in Contender Series, but he's still hanging around like minus 300 in this, 270 to 300. There's pretty decent range out there. Um, I would not feel comfortable taking that bet. Uh, This is the rare fight where I'm Actually, probably just going to outright pass. Uh, I mean, not the rare fight. There's many fights where I do that. Um, and maybe uh, pass watching. This this might be one of the ones where 
I'm very busy early in the afternoon making dinner or something like that. Late in the afternoon at this point. Next up, lightweight division again. Uh, the other Chris Duncan. So, I don't know. Does he cut off a couple limbs for middleweight and he drops down to lightweight? I don't know how this works, Sean. Uh, he's taking on old man Omar Morales. What you got? This is more of a fade on Morales. I've I've actually backed him a, a decent amount in his UFC career, um, with some positives and some negatives. Uh, I I just think he's getting old. Um, at you know at the, the lower weight classes, the it, it does seem to to fall off a cliff at some time. Uh, Chris Duncan does throw a lot. He gets hit a lot, so that's concerning. Um, I'll ju- I'm just going to take the younger, more active fighter. And so I, I played Duncan. I think I got him at plus 102 for a unit. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, people taking Duncan in this spot. And guess I get it. Um, Morales is old, but he's, he's not losing to terrible fighters. Um, the... The medic win or loss was obviously his worst uh, and got beat up pretty bad in that second round. But like losing to Giga and losing to JSP, there's not a lot of shame in either of those. So I, I'd rather have those losses on my record than uh, when uh, Chris Duncan got smoked by old Slava Cold Soup, cold soup in, the, uh, in the Contender Series. Um, if this actually... Turns around and flips. Uh, I'll probably have a little bet on Morales if, they're, if there's plus money there. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see myself betting Chris Duncan in this spot, even against an old dude. We'll see. Final prelim. Uh, this this should be a fun one. Fun. Uh, I, I really hope it turns into a grappling match because. Um, as a striking mode, it'll kind of suck. Uh, but if it does, it'll be fun. Jack Shore, Mac One, what you got? Like you said, hopefully, hopefully we got some grappling because it's very ugly if it's going to be a striking fight. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Jack Shore is coming up in weight um, for the most part throughout his career, especially in the UFC. He's been a 35er. I know he's fought. At 45 earlier in his career, but um, is going up in weight. Amir Khani has got a couple minutes. That's that's what he's got. Yeah, he, uh, I thought he had a. We I think a lot of us were were on him and giving him a, a bit of a chance against JSP and JSP's wrestling was just way too much for Amir Khani. Um, is that going to be the case here? I I don't know. Like. If if this becomes a grappling fight, Amir Khani's good as long as he's just not getting absolutely pounded on and and just the other guy has to have a really good top game like JSP. Does Jack Shore have that? He might. I don't. I don't know. So this is another one. It's a very wide line. Um, this should be a decent test for Jack Shore. Plus plus three ninety. You know, a sub that plus like six sixty five. I think round one is a pretty wild number at uh, at some places, but I don't know. I think that was at Dimes that had a crazy number. 
No, it was it was uh it was something else. I can't I remember now, but um yeah, it was it was plus seven hundred at, at Bet Online. It's it's still like plus six fifty. There's probably higher than that in there somewhere. Yeah, low on that stuff. for some reason, uh, I don't know. Uh, on the the tracking uh, sites, the uh, there's not that many places that have props on this fight for some reason. So, him in round one, him in round one sub. It might be worth a dart just to see, just to see if Jack Shore can compete at this level at 45 and. And whether his grappling is going to be that much better than Americani's. I'll pick Jack Shore to win, but who knows if I'll need a dart. This might end up being a retroactive Munich. I haven't had a chance to talk to Lance yet. But Finland. People want to act like Americani just died. For no reason in his last fight. That dude went absolutely balls out in one of the most fun, like, wrestling scrambling rounds that MMA had all of last year uh, and put JSB in some bad spots. Not a lot of people can do that. It's just that JSB kept scrambling and kept scrambling and kept scrambling and finally Mirakani started to slow down and then he get a dominant position, and then obviously second round just takes over. But most dudes wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think Jack Shore can do that. I think that the initial takedown, setting up dominant position, is going to come a lot easier to Amir Khani in the first round. And then I think he might be able to have enough gas where he either finds that sub or he's able to get another takedown in the second round. This is a much smaller dude that he's fighting this time. So I wouldn't be shocked if he can win a couple rounds. Pull out a decision. You know, Shore's not the greatest finisher in the world. He usually relies on finishing a lot of not great competition later in fights. Um, And it's not like Amir Khani just folds. It, It takes a decent amount of pressure to get that dude out of there. So I'm taking Finland. Um, It's the amount has not been determined yet. Probably just going to end up being a unit, but uh, this is the one, Sean. This is either this one or Gordon or probably some other dumb dog that I'm going to take. But one of them is going to be the one. They got finally. We do. Yep. Main card. We made it. I feel like we got through that pretty quick. Oh yeah. We made some easy work of it, as as they say. Middleweight division. The, the meatball, Marvin Vittori, taking on Mr. Doolittle himself, Roman Dolidze. Um, dumbest combined fighters of all time? Question mark? It's, it's, it's up there or down there, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, yeah, this is... I'm sure they're they're very thankful that they can get paid to do what they do because it might be a struggle <laughs> if they didn't have that. Um, Doctor Doolittle has cost me some money recently. Um, there is a bit of hype behind this dude, and like I I understand why. Like he is finishing guys. You're gonna get hyped up. He's he's finished four straight guys in um, stupid ways, in very dumb ways. Or sorry, three straight guys. 
in hindsight, the wins are not great. And I mean, I know you can do that with lots of guys. If, but like Jack Hermanson was was lighting him up on the feet. If if he doesn't take him down, Hermanson likely wins that that fight with just a three round boring striking decision. Vittori has an absolute blockhead and doesn't seem like he can be rocked. He also has very good wrestling slash grinding slash grappling. Like he's been taken down only a couple times and there's barely any ground control. So if somehow if, if Doolittle can get him down, I think Vittori's gonna pop back up. Vittori is probably gonna be able to grind on him and probably outstrike him and win a decision. But Doolittle might be do something stupid and cost me more money. I mean that's how things have been going. I haven't played Vittori yet. I think I'm going to put him in a parlay and then hate myself when somehow Doolittle memes a fucking finish somehow against Vittori, who's basically not finishable. Um, I, I think the uh, the not finishable portion is very key to any sort of bet that I'm going to make on, on this fight. Because um, I don't think that Vittori can physiologically be knocked out. I, I don't think it's possible. Don't believe it can happen. Um, so for that reason, it narrows it down for you. You don't have to worry about taking that a minus 200. You don't have to worry, worry about taking a plus 200. You just take Doolittle by submission. A plus 900. It's out there. Uh, he's going to do some stupid leg lock thing. He did like the weird not good knee bar against Hawes that just like snapped his leg in half. <laughs> then he did the calf slicer sweep thing that wasn't really a calf slicer against Hermanson, got on top and bashed his his head in as well. So he just does weird grappling things. And I think at some point Vittoria is going to shoot on him and they're gonna get into a weird leg locky scramble and he's gonna like I don't know, rip his toenail off or something like that. Um, it's going to be something weird, as it always is. Something with leg locks. That's how you can get these guys that are grindy grapplers that seem to have good sub defense is with the stuff that they don't usually get thrown at them. So I'm actually going to throw a little bit on uh, on Doolittle by sub, plus 900. Jesus. Yep. Getting dumb with it. There we go. Um... Women's flyweight division, like, I I don't know why this is on the main card. I guess they're higher ranked than most of the people on the card. But uh, Jennifer Maya, she, she was a, probably a former title contender. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, taking on Casey O'Neill, the, the fraud king Casey. We need to, we need to help. So further to the new intro song we need to raise money for king casey so that he can trademark the nickname uh and make the fraud king casey change her nickname what do you think yeah i'm very against her stealing that nickname it's it's fucked up like i know she's from down under but copyright still exists across the world just doesn't exist in china she's not in china I always get confused because, um, like, 
it, she's got the Scottish flag, but she's from, like, she fights out of Australia, and she's, like, from Australia. Like, she grew up there. She's not actually Scottish. She's no Paul Craig. Who, who knows? Uh, Jennifer Maya fought Shevchenko. That was the one where, basically, one of Shevchenko's holes finally got showed. <laughs> Uh, and Maya took her down and uh, laid on her for a couple rounds. Um, Casey O'Neill is is the better fighter here. She's going to throw a bunch of volume. Um, I don't think Jennifer, Jennifer Maya is that good. Could she lay on Casey O'Neill and, and win a round or two? It's possible because Matafari got her down, didn't get too much uh top control um other people have have taken her down but i don't know she's she's just not that good and this quality work what's that (laughs) i said i appreciate you stalling while i was getting my beer that was excellent hard for this amazing matchup yeah i don't care too much about this i think o'neill wins i don't really want to bet her for multiple reasons, including the the fraud nickname, uh, but I'll pick her in Toastmaster. Yeah, um, I think she wins. She's younger, does more stuff. Uh, Maya's good at not getting like hurt. Um, what's the uh, this decision prop here for O'Neill? Oof. Yeah, you might as well get paid if you're going to uh, have to endure this. Uh, O'Neill by decision is plus 125 across the board. Oh, yeah, no, not yeah. enough. Yeah, um, yeah O'Neill, uh, not not hugely invested in this one. I don't hate her as a parlay piece, but not generally the type of fight that I would really look to parlay. Yeah. Welterweight division, oof, this main card is not good. <laughs> uh gunner nelson the adopted irish icelandic man icelandic norwegian icelandic i think oh yeah he's from iceland yeah um i guess they just stopped reading at the eye and we're like yeah it's basically the same you can go to ireland um <laughs> well i guess one letter really yeah. could be confused there was probably a misspelling and he ended up in the wrong country somewhere along the way and that's just how he kind of learned to teach Conor McGregor how to grapple, because you know it wasn't Kavanaugh. Um, he's taken on Brian Barberina. This is probably going to go like a lot of Brian Barberina's fights recently, where he walks forward and then gets taken down. Right, Sean? I think so. Uh, hopefully Gunner's got his shit together. I know uh, he hasn't fought in uh a year and before that was like two and a half years so not not the most active fighter during the pandemic um he's still decent like he can he's definitely levels above barbarina um he can implement a lot of the same things that rda did last time out and get him out of there i think he does um hopefully gunner doesn't get hit too much because that Chin is becoming a little more of a liability than it kind of ever had. Um, but I think the grappling advantage is going to be huge here. Uh, hopefully Gunner doesn't fuck around. He just 
shoots a takedown, gets him down, grinds on him, sinks a sub, and it's over. Uh, I got a slow-moving number on old Gunner and put him in a one-unit parlay. Oh, that's fun. What what did you get? I got him at, it was like minus, let's look at the old tracked locations, uh, minus 345. I guess the okay. numbers actually come down on him. Like it was, it was getting wider. Yeah, I, I know that um, 365 had minus 333 up until a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Lou, all Canadian this week. Our American friends, they they hide from their losses. We embrace them out in the open, you know, men of character, if you will. Um, but yeah, Gunner's going to do what, what RDA did here. Anytime he feels the slightest bit of trouble, he's going to get a takedown. Um, I just think with Gunner, there's going to be a lot more like poking around on the outside and that sort of stuff before he ever thinks about shooting a takedown. And once he gets a takedown, there's no urgency. He's, uh, he's turning into one of the uh, the shot clock backpack crew. Um, so kind of tempted uh, to, to look at Gunner by decision. Uh, I saw a couple spots out there that had like plus 280, plus 285. Um, that's not too bad uh, considering that it's not like Barbarina is the easiest guy in the world to finish. So... I know that Gunner's very tentative at times, uh, so I'm going to put a little bit on that decision prop. And uh, I did grab some of the uh, the Gunner at uh, bet 365 at the better price, but that's that's fraud shit. So not uh, not going to throw that on the actual bets. Co-main event, lightweight division, second banger. This isn't a black country banger. This is like a a, a U.S. hick versus a, a Russian. No, a, a Kyrgyzstan. Where's he from? Yes, it is. It's not Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, I mean, Shevchenko. Azerbaijan. Yeah, the the police academy dude. <laughs> is he in the new police academy reboot? Reboot? Uh, because if he's not, it's a missed opportunity. UFC needs to get them uh, a real marketing dude instead of those. Those power slap dorks they've got on there right now. But anyway, the Fizzy Pop taking on Justin Gaethje. This should be fucking awesome. Sean? Yeah. Um, Gaethje is easily the most exciting fighter in UFC history. Um, he has never had a bad fight. And even other action fighters, there's still a blip. He has not had a blip. I don't think this one's going to be a blip. This is going to be fucking wild. Um, I think Fizzy Pop is, is going to have the cleaner strikes. Uh, he's got good body kicks. I don't know if he has the power advantage. Gaethje's weird. Like, against some guys, he, he shows he has big power and gets them out of there. And then other guys where you would think he'd probably get him out of there, he didn't. Like, him not getting Chandler out of there is... That's a, that's a tough one for me. Uh, lost a, a good chunk of change on that one. Um... In a striking fight, like, Gaethje, I just, I have a hard time seeing Gaethje as a plus 200 against anybody in, in a straight striking fight. Um, Fiziev is a very good striker. I understand that. He also still gets hit a lot. 
And, and of course, we know Gaethje gets hit a lot too. That's not saying that, but Fizzy Pop gets hit even when he's doing well. Uh, he got a hit a decent amount in the RDA fight. That was a fair, like, he was obviously winning that fight, even if he didn't finish him in the fifth, he was going to win. Um, those are close rounds. Um, and I think Gaethje's striking is is better and, and harder than, than RDA's. So, <sighs> Gaethje's chin is is obviously gonna gonna implode it it kind of already sort of has uh but and fiziev does throw hard so it it is definitely concerning but plus 200 on justin gaethje in in what is going to be a striking fight i I gotta throw some money on that um fiziev has impressed uh showed pretty good cardio i don't think that's gonna matter too too much because it's only a three-rounder but uh the pace that that gaethje is gonna put on it, it might get tested a bit, but um, this should be fun, uh, and I'll I'll take the plus two hundred in in a a wild fight. Yeah, I've I've bet against Fizzy Pop a few times. Uh, I bet on RDA. I bet on Bobby Green when people said that, that was uh, a crazy one. Yep. Um, there, there's been a, a couple where I've gone against him, but. That man has earned my respect uh, at this point. And I think what's going to happen here is that Gaethje is going to come forward like he always does at the start. And his body is going to absolutely, absolutely get pummeled by kicks in this fight. And whether or not the chin is starting to go, uh, he's always been pretty susceptible to the body. Uh, and I think he is just going to absolutely eat it in this fight. Uh, and that's going to set up the the bigger shots upstairs. Uh, I think this is going to be some very violent fizzy pop stuff. Uh, it's like pop rocks in in the, the bottle for this one. Um, I, I like fizzy. I, I'm, I'm going to have him in a parlay. Um, maybe that's the, the parlay with... Uh, the Mukayev over or, uh, or Lerone Murphy. So uh, Fizzy Pop is my pick here. I know I'm going against uh, a few dudes on the, the podcast with that one, but uh, feeling, feeling pretty good about it. Main event, rematch, rubber match. You can already tell what direction I'm heading, being the, the true Huke fan that I am. Um Shoutouts to, to Wes's boys uh, who made the tournament, at least. Damn. Yeah, I know. We, we didn't think that was going to happen earlier. Um, but he should, should switch allegiances for this one. He needs to, to hop over to the, the Redcoats because Leon Edwards is coming again for Kamaru Usman. Sean, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, uh, you could be right. I don't think you're right. Um, of course, there's going to be the narrative. Um, it, it's it's tough to beat a guy in a trilogy when you lose the second fight. Um, Is that a thing? I mean, like, it makes sense that it would be yeah. a thing. But Just because a lot of times when trilogies happen, the first one usually is a, or happens to be an upset a lot of times. Uh, JDS versus Kane. Um, there's, or they there's play out over, like, several years. Yeah. And the guys are much older than in the first fight. 
Yeah. Like in this case, potentially. Potentially. I know uh, Usman is turning 37 right away. Um, for the most part, he like I know he has bad knees, but he doesn't He's turning have... 37, but his knees are only like three and five. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very true. But um, he... He doesn't have that many MMA miles on on himself. I know he's got wrestling miles, especially on those knees. Um, to me, he's. I think he's going to be very motivated. Uh, where have we heard this before? Ooh, uh, this this one's at at sea level, so he's uh, sea level. Usman is is going to have the. But he wasn't the one that gassed last time. <laughs> I'm aware of that, Brad. But just just follow me here so he's gonna have even more gas in the tank and he's not gotcha. gonna uh you know only half-ass it like he did uh the last time um edwards is good i just think that usman is a lot better shit can happen in mma i know there's that narrative about usman coming back old and lost a, a title after having it forever i think he's a guy that that does care about his legacy. He's also a fairly intelligent fighter for the most part. So I, I expect him to, to come and, and make this look more like the first fight. Uh, I know he did a, a bit of grappling and, and tried, but I, I really expect him to, to be able to implement that better this time uh, and not get taken down in the first round and, and laid on and, and lose the first. So I like Usman. Uh, I think he kind of proves a point here uh, that the last one was a bit of a fluke, even though it's it's not fluky to for him to throw that strike. Obviously, um, I got Usman in that Nelson parlay between them minus one twenty for a unit. Going the other way, um, I, I feel like I did get lucky on who plus 300 or, or whatever it was the first time around. Um, but I also think that he was able to have some success in that fight that I think can be replicated here. Uh, I, I didn't think that uh, Usman would be able to dominate him in the clinch, and he didn't. His takedowns were when Edwards got tired and literally stopped reacting to <laughs> takedown attempts. Uh, he was able to just get like hideous shots. Uh, but when they actually tied up in the clinch, then it was much more even. Um, obviously had some success in the, the first round, actually getting Usman down. Uh, and then it waned as the rest of the fight went until the fifth round. But we've seen that he can win a round. I think he can win multiple rounds against Usman. And we've also seen that he can hurt Usman. So I'll take those two paths to victory. I think he's going to look better in this fight in front of a home crowd. You know, I, I guess the elevation was probably a bit of a factor in their second fight. Uh, it, it seemed like everybody on that card was absolutely dying more than usual. And, and I don't think that... Usman is going to be able to overwhelm him with pace the, the same way that he did in the mid part of their previous fight. So I'm going to take Edwards. Uh, I took uh, I, a unit on Edwards, no cards, uh, was plus 140. So he only wins if there's a stoppage. Otherwise, it uh, gets canceled. And then I also took a half unit on Edwards 
by decision at plus 550 at uh, at cool. Um, that number was a bit higher than anything else that was out there that I saw. I just think there's one guy that is still getting better at MMA and one guy who is very old, body starting to break down, and we'll see. Maybe he has that one last great performance left in him, but I I was kind of pushing back against the greatest welterweight of all time narrative that was out there to begin with. Uh, I, I think that was some hogwash, as the Brits might say. Sean, we did it. We did, we did it quickly, it. too. Not, not a lot of tangents today. I don't know, just kind of wanted to, like... Oh, not yet. Dive through. Oh, that's fine. No, it's okay. I mean, we could end it right now. No, it's not. What, what do we have to talk about? Next week's main event should be a banger. What's that? Vera versus Sandhagen. Oh, yeah. That's uh, in San Diego or something, right? San Antone. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very different thing. Yes. It's the Alamo. The, the the last stand or whatever. No, it's it's no. Uh, what is it? Uh, where where did the Hidalgo? Did... Hidalgo. That's no that's Hidalgo. where the theme song comes from, yes. folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's take a, a quick peek at that one. Not that I know what any of the lines are. It's... Well, I uh, <laughs> yep, I scrolled past the main event, and I'll I'll take a look at that later. Um, yeah. We don't need that many. Hey, at least it's not a five-round Holly Holm fight on that card. So this is you got to count your blessings. Little wins, little wins. You know, you, you gotta gotta pay respects where they're due. Um, but yeah, very quick show this week. We're we're gonna get out of there. Um, no Munich yet. Lance and I will discuss after the show. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the MMA Analysis. We'll be back with you next week, folks. Bye.